This is New Aura, and welcome to our new era. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of New Aura. It's your girl Ree. And it's Lena. And today we have a guest by the name Cinnamon. of Hey y'all for having me. I really appreciate it and I'm really excited to Yeah, welcome. We're gonna get into it. <laughs> I'm gonna get into it. So, yeah. first we're going to get into what we've been up to, what's life been like. Mm-hmm. Lena, do you want to go first? I mean, you know, I've just been an unemployed um, zillennial um, struggling out here to uh, make a quick dollar. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, but... what's that on your head? Oh, just my beanies. <laughs> Oh, do you want to speak on your beanies? I actually do. I I didn't say nothing earlier because, like, you know, everything wasn't, you know, set yet. But I will be dropping some beanies next Wednesday. <clears throat> um, So if y'all want to go shop, y'all can go to hoodstarbrand.com. They're $35. So if y'all want to support me. I can buy one beanie, two beanie, three beanies. They come in five colors. So, where my custom made color at? Um, huh? Look, samples cost a lot of money. Okay, I, I, you you ain't asked me for my money order yet. Samples cost a lot of money. I don't think you want to pay for one sample. That's like I'll eighty dollars. One sample. That's like I'll eighty dollars. Like oh, no, 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 no. We can, we can, we can do your colors. We can do your colors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah, we can do your colors. She got five colors, y'all. Y'all can pick from them five. Don't be like me yeah. trying to get, trying to get a custom color. But they drop on Wednesday, so if y'all want to go shop, y'all can. Hopefully, y'all do. And but... we're gonna post it on our little Instagram. Yeah, never post on. Unfortunately, I'm crying. Well, what about you? What's been going on with you? Um, um, in love? Oh, not in love. I've been. I've been. You know. I don't know. Testing the waters. I've been mm-hmm. real happy. Oh, um, Life been real chill. I finally quit that teaching job. Free As you should. As you should. Um, my last day was yesterday, which was Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, fuck those teachers. We're going to get into a, a topic about hating assholes in the workplace because them bitches mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Other than that, I've been good. I've been chilling. It's been peaceful. Yeah. Watching my sim videos in peace. Um, if y'all know any good Sim Four builders on YouTube, please link them to me. Oh my gosh! I yeah, that's been my vibe lately. So, Sims, child, please help her. Please show her some good ones. She like, she like wicked ones. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. I like to see people building houses. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, and preferably no CC. I just, I don't know. I can't get into the CC usage. I don't know why this is a part of my update. But that was random, but yeah, that's what I've been doing. Okay. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> what about you, Cinnamon? What have you been working on? Um, well, I dropped the tape recently. It's called 4514. I dropped yeah. it on Martin Luther King Day, which was January 16th. Because I feel like me and him both have a dream, you know what I'm saying? So Yeah, I do. It's Black History Month. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right before like <laughs> I felt like what better what better way to drop? Right. Like, I don't know. It was just and I've been yeah. holding on to music for a long time now. Yeah. And I was yeah. like nah gotta drop this i don't know when i don't know where but i'm like and i was like i know we do like the thursday night drops friday morning drops Mm i just want to drop it and get it out here yeah receive it and fuck with it and it's actually doing very well i really it's actually really good like (laughs) y'all need to go stream because it's really like when i tell you rap she's a rapper like she's actually a rapper like lyricist everything like it's not anything gimmicky every week i quit every week i say i would do something else no you can't you really can't because it's not too many people out here that can actually <laughs> rap, so. but we are getting, we are getting <laughs> yeah period <laughs> so, to introduce our audience to you, we just had a few questions just to get to know you. Okay. Y'all, I apologize. I have a cat at my door harassing me. So, if y'all hear him, I'm growing. Okay. So, do you want to go ahead and ask your questions? Yeah. So, my first question was um, what made you start making music and taking it more seriously? Um, so it's really funny you say that because I always enjoyed rap music specifically. Mm-hmm. Like growing up, I didn't, I don't really remember like a lot of rap being played, but I know there was just yeah. like always a lot of music in my house. Yeah. And that was just something I like fell in love with really early. Knowing mm-hmm. certain songs and like, yeah. Knowing what like certain music makes you feel. Yeah. And, I know when I'm a little down, I need a pick-me-up, and it's usually music that I go yeah. to. If I need motivation, or if I'm working out, or if I'm sad, I feel like, mm-hmm. I'm, like nobody understands me, like, I always yeah. go to um, Yeah. So, the first time I ever, like, put words to, like, rapping, I definitely, like, wrote little songs, like, here and there. Yeah. And I would, like, tell my sister, I would tell my mom, I'm like, I'm gonna make music one day, like, I'm gonna be a singer, because I I was a choir, you ain't saying. I might have to drop a little R and B some some. No, you need to. I don't know. I think it belt. Hold on. Girl, so I was in choir uh for probably like four or five years. Yeah. And I enjoyed singing. Yeah. 
I enjoy motherfucking saying. I sing. I sung at church. I sung at school. Like it was always something that was really important to me. Mm-hmm. I got older and I started like actually writing and you know going down that path. It was like poetry. Yeah. It's like ways to express what I was feeling, but it wasn't necessarily music. And I yeah. Like, oh, writing things and writing different things or saying clever little things and being yeah. Like, oh, that would be hard. Like if somebody would put that yeah. in. Yeah. And the first time I ever really like rapped, like yeah, my, like one of my closest friends, and I was like, "Girl, I have like this little hidden talent." And now I feel like we were starting to see more female artists, like Asian Doll, Rico Nasty, Meg Stallion, of course. Everybody, yeah. Doll, like all those girls were coming out, and I was like, mm-hmm. and then of course you had like Nikki and everybody, and I yeah, was, and Trina, but I was like, damn. <laughs> I never like had seen that many women rapping at one time. Yeah, so I, like I didn't really know I could do that. Like I didn't know that. Yeah. I could do that. So I was like, "Girl, I think I want to like rap." Like I feel like that. And I always like talk to dudes who call themselves rapping, and I was like, "Bro, when I would go to the studio with them, or they would play me their shit, I'd be like, I could do better than this." Which no shade to them. Yes. Awesome. <laughs> no shade to them because like I understood and I respected it, and I was like, "Yeah." They're just talking, like, they're just talking. They're not really saying anything. And I'm like, if that's the case, I could do that. But I was like, mm-hmm. maybe I could make something where I could talk about, like, like my own stuff. Like, well, other people may, like, understand or just, you know, something. Mm-hmm. Like, an actual song versus just, like, fucking bitches giving money, da 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 Which, <laughs> nothing wrong with those songs. But I was just yeah. like, to hear, like, an actual song. Yeah. And I was up hearing actual songs, like, hooks, rap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, rap. Like so, when I stopped hearing that, I was like, "Damn!" Like, do people not do that no more? They just like catchy little hook rap, right. little hook song over. So, yeah, I just wasn't really feeling that. And then the first time I ever like rapped seriously was like freshman year of college. I saw mm-hmm. I had this crusty little dusty notebook, the little uh, college rule, girl, the black and white. Yeah, I have the college rules. That's <laughs> I was like. <sighs> Girl, I had to use it. That shit could have went to one of my classes. Girl, I was like, hell no. no. <laughs> like, I'm way more interested. And I would like, just writing little stuff, like, while I was in class. I would always listen to beats. And I felt like I always had an ear for it. Yeah. So it was like a gradual thing. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and I always had to, like, work and stuff. So I never knew I could really, like, pursue it while I was working and going to school and doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. So, when I got you know, to Texas Tech. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, you know, we we had that girl. Don't ask me. I was I'm dead. <laughs> for a different. We know you know it's like this. Anyways, oh yeah. Um. And then we had all that time in the pandemic and I wasn't working and I was like, damn, I really want to like do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it got like more and more serious from there. Like yeah. it was just writing more, like better writing and really like learning how to construct the song. Mm-hmm. And then like that's the first time I had ever like record music. Like I have been to a yeah. studio, I have played around, but that was the first time I professionally recorded something. Yeah. And it was a journey, but. <laughs> something that stuck like I don't know I didn't I don't want to be like a makeup artist or I don't want to do nails which is nothing wrong with those things but I was like I don't think I want to do anything else but this yeah like yeah. it's your passion yeah yeah. Huh. 
it got to a point where I was like, I don't even know if I wanted to do school, but I was already so far where mm. I was like, I have to finish school because that's only going to help me, like, propel me forward. Yeah. Um, I just kept doing it along with, like, doing like, school. What other stuff? Side hustles. And it just, it always stuck. Like, mm-hmm. even when I said I quit every week, it always come back to it. Like, I could quit for months, like, or not even quit, but I could just not rap for months or I could not make a song for months. And it's something that always comes back. Like, comes back, yeah. So, yeah. For it, this is your, like, your destiny. It's like fate. Like, you have to do it. You I know, can't believe it, girl. I try. You know, I don't become like an accountant or something. I don't know. Every single time I'll be trying to go work in a corporate world, girl, gotta go back to music. I'll be trying to motherfucking bitch. No, work in a club, no. go back to music. I, I understand that because I myself am a creative. <laughs> I'm a writer. I can't rap. Even though I'm from I'm from the boot. And everybody from the book can rap, but me, I can yeah. I can write a list something. But um, one of my professors, my senior year of college, he taught me, you know, something's your passion. If you stop it, and then you keep finding yourself going back to it, yeah. and that's how I knew that like writing is my passion. Like I love to write, even though I haven't picked up a pen in a couple of weeks or a couple <laughs> of years or a couple of months. I always find myself going back. Yeah. Like writing writing I'm like i'm a natural creative i can't mm-hmm. damn nine to five that's how i feel girl same join the clubs <laughs> i can't do no nine to five i'm not a nine to five girl yeah. i got to so i can live but at the end of the day I like there's to. nothing wrong with it but i personally i don't thrive in those type of environments no and so. <laughs> working a nine to five and trying to be creative, it never, I'm not saying it never works, but it's really difficult. It's because hard. Yeah. Nine to five, especially when you get into those corporate environments, like you understand that it's not just nine to five. Those people want all of your time every day. It doesn't matter if you work five days on, two days off, or four days on, three days off. Then people want your dedication. And I just, I never felt like I could offer that to them. Yeah. Like I'm gonna be dedicated to somebody, something or someone. It's gonna be my. Yeah. I'm gonna be loyal, like to a company or to a business. I need to be loyal to my own company, my own business. Right. Yeah. When I fuck up, they gonna get rid of me. Or if I like, God forbid, something happened to me where I can't do the job, they're gonna get rid of me. Yeah. So I knew very early, like I couldn't be in those environments too long. Yeah. Give them too much of myself. Yeah. Just. It's not something I could I could dedicate that to because I'm like, damn, like this not gonna make me rich. This gonna pro- like provide my lifestyle that I want to live. And yeah. I think you know I'm thankful because I live like yeah. a, a very nice life at my age. And I'm just, I don't think <laughs> I don't feel like like other people have been able to do or have done. So I'll never shit on the nine to five hustle because like I said, it got me here. But I I also understand that like. There's other ways for me to make a living. Like I can really put that same energy into my craft, and that's gonna propel me forward no matter what. So, so I have a question. So, what was your inspiration for your new EP? Because I listened to it. I did. I bumped it. Um. So, what was your inspiration behind that? 
4514 is actually the address I grew up at. So the picture is me and my grandma. I had to be like one maybe or like a little baby. I don't know. I look like a big baby, but that's because they put me in that big ass dress girl. I was just not feeling it. But I understood <laughs> Yeah. Honestly, she gave me something, you know, 20 years later. Really, yeah, right. Um, so the picture is me and my grandma. Um, now, I don't know if she, I don't think she was like a huge fan of rap. Like, mm-hmm. very nice I don't think you know she, grandma is. Yes, girl. Like, <laughs> like, girl, and we listen to hymns, like. Yeah. I would always, like, if I would write a song, like, I would tell her because all my childhood, like, we always found our way back in my grandma's house. And that was just, like mm-hmm. a space like I didn't go to daycare I went to my grandma's house so like yeah I had a lot of culture from her as well and even though she wasn't a big fan of like you know rap music um mm. she did have a lot of music and she had like a lot of hymns and she had a keyboard girl and she would let me like play with it and she would you know teach me uh like what like the hymns that they had or mm. what the songs that they would have for like their week at church like she would teach me yeah them. she would show me the like how to play them on there and it was just, I'm like looking back, it was so small, but it was so big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a big part of like my identity growing up. Um, so I was like, my EP re- originally had another name, but I wasn't, mm-hmm. and it had another concept, and I just wasn't feeling it, mm-hmm. and I'm not feeling very true to myself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's my first project. I was like, I going to take it back to where it started, and I was like, that is where everything started, like. That's where I started. Like when I went yeah. to like my parents went home, like to their house, and my mom was like, "I want to go. My, I want to go to my granny's house." So she's my great grandma, but yeah, she played that role. And when I was literally a few weeks, like I went back there. Like mm-hmm. and younger, like I said, I was there. So yeah, a lot of things from her, and just you know, like mm. character developing traits. Yeah, I felt like even though she may not. I feel like if she was here today, if she was alive today, she would be rather impressed. I feel like she would listen to the clean version. She would listen to the clean version for me. Girl, she might. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like, girl. I think she would like you. Like, let's take it where it all started. Like, I feel like yeah, a project. I feel like what better way to introduce y'all to me than to like, yeah. I where this began because I feel like yeah. my memories of me making music was at her house and she lived at that house over 20 years so mm. a, lot, a lot of what I know now like came from there so I was like yeah like pay homage to her and the lessons that I learned um and you mm. know just standards and like raising me to be a nice girl and you know a god-fearing yeah. and also my what I what I took from that very early and what I what yeah I, so yeah. that was the inspiration for like the concept and as far as the music like <laughs> the, the first things that I've done I feel like with the things I've written now, mm-hmm. you know, kind of the, now I feel like I can't say y'all would get that every time Yeah, since we're starting here let's just let's just take it there I feel right. like like <clears throat> And during the pandemic and just like trying to get back to normal life, mm-hmm. something that I did regularly. Like I didn't just go yeah. song like that was it. Yeah. No, I like recorded some of those songs three and four times just because mm-hmm. I wanted to hear like the growth and progression. And there is like 
the first song I recorded of one song, No Stretching, sounds totally different from what mm-hmm. made it. Really? Absolutely. Like, yeah. And that's my favorite song. Girl, oh, that's my favorite song, too. <laughs> um, and I bought that beat. And I remember we went. I don't remember his name. Don't make me lie. But I remember we went to that guy. And, oh, I, yeah. and I was like, why did I even buy this? Like, why would I spend? And I think that beat was like a, a couple of yeah. Pay for this? I don't even know what to say. Like, this is not me. This is not my speed. And then it's like I kept thinking about stuff to say on there because I was like, I spent so much money. I like it. I'm gonna use it. I'm praying. (laughs) Seriously, I was like, and I was like, I spent so much money on this. I'm gonna use it. And then I don't know. It just it became no stretching. Which, like I said, it had a different name, but yeah, no stretching. Like for whatever reason, and same with other songs, like. I just wanted it to, like, show my skills, but then I also wanted to make something that I would actually want to listen to. Yeah. Like, rap, 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 bars, 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 boom, boom, boom. Like, I was like, eh, that music is great. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, mm-hmm. I'll do something a bit more fun, like, something a bit and more cool. EP is, like, really, like, it is, like, really cohesive. Like, it's, like, the lyrics, and then it's, like, fun. You want to dance to it. Like, it's really, like, What's the word? Well-rounded. A well-rounded project. That's why I really fuck with it. Like, I really think it's a really good, like, it's a really good EP. It's a really good first EP, too. Right. And so. I, so there were songs that didn't make it, and there were songs yeah. next time. Um, but when it came yeah. out, I was like, even the first song, yeah, just in the main, I was like, yeah. I didn't start, like, all the way to the end, and when I was like, that's how I want to finish, like, I can't say that I didn't think it through. Like, I can't say, oh, I just yeah. it Like, no, I thought it through. I was like, this is how, this is what I want to hear. Which, mm. I'm going to make things people don't want to hear too. But I'm like, yeah. this is what I want to hear. I listen to other, yeah. what other people are, you know. Yeah, listening to. I'm like, this is, this is the music. This is where we are. Yeah. To my own thing, which I feel like I did, but I was like, this is where we're at. And mm. next project, I probably won't be too focused on that but that was just another thing i wanted people to like not it just like relate to the sound like it doesn't even have to be like cars like you can just relate to the feeling that it may give you i know when i listen to no stretching it just makes me feel like i'm in miami i have like some uh water wave hair like i'm just like i feel carefree i feel good i feel like a bad bitch and i feel like a video yeah (laughs) uh soon soon come okay um, but I, I just want like the feeling to be something that you know mm-hmm. relates to me now. You might not, you might be man, you might not consider yourself to be a bad bitch. But I actually have like he's been like, oh yeah, this is hard. So yeah. like, to be a woman or be a bad bitch. Well, everybody's a bad bitch. Every woman yeah. I know is a bad bitch. But you don't have to like be me to understand. Yeah, yeah. Like this is what I said. I said what I said. Not me. What I said. Don't it's you. It's a universal music. Anybody can listen to it. <laughs> Even though there's a little, like, yeah, I feel like everybody can like it. Everybody can listen to it. Play for your bitch. Still like it. Yeah. Okay. So, who do you feel like is your biggest like inspiration in like female rap, or just rap in general? So I actually do female, and I do male. Mm-hmm. I think like some of my biggest inspirations. Late, like 
For a fact, Nikki loved Nikki. Yeah, say Nikki. <laughs> Always love Nikki. No, for real. Like, when oh, I was a child, she was, I mean, other than Trina, because, like, I definitely remember hearing. Oh, I um, love me some Trina. Yeah. What's that song? <laughs> The Here We Go song, and then like look back. And even though I was not supposed to be listening to that stuff, I remember that. Mm-hmm. And it was, I remember Trina, and I heard like some Eve songs. Yeah, I was so young, like I didn't really know who these people were. And mm-hmm. then when like, I knew who she was, like I remember yeah. like oh she's interested. Like I just remember her being like really animated. Yeah, I, was, I don't think I've ever seen this before. So of course, like yeah. Yeah, and she was doing that for a really long time. Even though there was other people, like there was other people that came. I know, I mm-hmm. knew her, like she was one of the yeah. female artists I knew. And then I was like, okay. Then I got introduced slowly to like older female rappers, like MC Light, Lil Kim, mm-hmm. Foxy Brown. Um, yeah, right now, Foxy Brown would be like my biggest influence. Like I listen to all of her projects. I love her. I love her voice. A lot of people say that. I have um, not listened to. I need you to listen to her. Like, she's like the OG it girl. Yeah. <laughs> that just that tone of making, like, more, not like super aggressive, but her music is. Yeah. Like, she's, yeah. she's not just like, I'm a bad bitch. She says that stuff, but she's also. Yeah. Like, um, more to it. Yeah. And she has this song uh, with Total. Um, mm. I believe. And she's just like, basically, nigga, you want to fuck with me? This is what I need. This is what I require. Right. So I don't want to say because I never, oh, like people think, oh, y'all don't like the the pussy music because you've never heard it. No, it's been around forever. And there's been other. Yeah. Talking yeah. about like, this is the requirements. You need to buy me this. You need to do this. You need to act this kind of way if you want to be with me. Yeah. I don't think that's always like, you Ooh, know. Speaking of that, and bitches <laughs> are really sassy about that, those things these days. They don't want to buy you nothing. They so stingy. Really? Um, <laughs> one thing I could definitely say is um, dating now for me is really fun because I feel like they, if you follow me and you're like on my social media, you know that I make music, you see it. And yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I feel like sometimes people want to listen to be like, oh, what the fuck? Like, what is she talking about? Like, this shit probably yeah. And they listen to it and it's good, and they're like, oh, okay. And I feel like it gives people, like, a different, like, outlook on how to approach me. Because, yeah. I mean, I don't feel... So you feel like men, like, approach you in the way that you want to be approached now? That, like, like they see you, like, see that you make music, see that you're, like, on a different level? Like, you think they, like, come to you correctly, basically? Either that or they don't come at all, because it's intimidating. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's true. So it's like they either come correctly, and I feel like they're either on my dick about the music and like, oh, I just love your music. I want to work with you. Blah blah blah. blah. I'm gonna sing this. Like, yeah. And that's another thing. I feel like people send me stuff or they want to work with me, like more than I've ever realized. Obviously, because I just like like, hearing it. But I'm also there's a way to approach me. Like, yeah. Coming to your house to do anything. Like, I'm not going to your home studio. Nothing wrong with home studio. Yeah. Like, if you want to work with me, there's just a certain, like, criteria that you have to yeah. if you want to date me. Like, yeah. I want a professional, I want a professional man. Like, I don't need no man trying to, you know what I'm saying, not wine and dine me. Because I feel like I'm not staying true to, to the music. I'm not staying true yeah. to the music. You got to stay on the stage. What you wearing? A lot of and people don't do that. A lot of people don't do that. I mean, a lot of that stuff, I stay for real. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
like you want to talk to me you want to date me you want to eventually have sex with me I am going to need you to court me I am going to need you to wine and dine me I I am going to need you to show me that you yeah care about me and that you see that I'm a powerful woman like yeah I am and I know that and I'm thankful I know that very young so I feel like even though niggas approach me differently I feel like a lot of niggas don't approach me because they can't deal with being like with a powerful woman or with a woman who knows what she wants and yeah whatever to not like whatever whatever but willing to do whatever within reason to get it yeah I feel like also it just it works out because I'm like hey if you can't deal with that don't don't be with me but then I'm yeah. like, with a certain kind of man, here's the, you know, I feel like he'd be like, okay, okay, you talking that song, what's up with you? <laughs> and I have to stick to that. Even with like rappers who like try to DM me, I have to stick to that. I do. And I mean, it's the rappers you try to DM. You got blue I have to stick to that because <laughs> I don't want them to be like, yeah, I linked up with her. No, I got to stick to that with everybody. I swear. And it oh. helps. It helps because ain't no, hey, Ain't no rapper nigga saying I did this, this. I ain't do none of that. I don't even really be responding to the DMs. I don't be responding to the DMs half the time. I don't even be on my phone for real. So I was like, I ain't worried about that. Like, right. I said, it keeps me in check because I ain't, hey, can't nobody talk about this, but let me tell you somebody. Who? <laughs> <laughs> I really mean that shit. Like, ain't nobody, not, your, not y'all favorite rappers, local rappers. Uh-uh. I'll be in my right. house. I'll be in my house. Right. I don't I'll be outside. I'll not be outside. And when I am like outside, I know that like people want stories, people want to have something to say. So I just who are your other influences? Um, definitely Megan. I feel like Megan and Cardi taught me work ethic and just I feel like they don't really give a fuck about what people have to say about them. And yeah. that's because I feel like we, we see what people say and like they're still successful, they're still beautiful. And, mm-hmm. and they're like Oh, Doja Cat too. Like, really, all of the new girls. We love Doja. Doja. We love Doja. I, like Dochi. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still Rico Nasty. I'm still a big and Asian doll. I want Asian doll to win so bad. Like, I love Asian doll. I don't give a fuck. I love Asian doll. <laughs> I feel like her "Let's Do a Drill" mixtape was really hard, but yeah, like, so I don't know. I know a lot of these women are from the south. I like Lotto. They just they have really great work ethics and they put themselves out there. And yeah. I'm like, shit about them but a lot of people can't do that like they a lot can. of people can't get out there and be like I'm a woman this is what I want to do yeah and my like femininity like I feel like people are intimidated by that and I feel like that's why people are intimidated by like female artists I don't think yeah. music I think it just has to do with you're a woman and you feel like you can say that right yeah like being confident yeah like, oh no you're supposed to cook clean and shut up what does that mean I cook I can I fuck I shut up <laughs> do that like ah, we don't do that like if you say in a song that you want this this and that what's the problem with that because men have been saying that for years that they'll That's slap with their friends so I feel like why yeah. can't I say there's a certain way you need to come at me if you want to be with me if you want to date exactly. me exactly mm-hmm. they don't step it correctly mm-hmm. and they don't and that's all we need to make them step correctly that's the only way they're going to get it right is if we oh my gosh I've actually kind of learned that now because um, I'm in a like list situation. Oh my god! I hope he don't listen to this. Um, <laughs> I'm in a new situation, and um, one day he had told me that he was gonna call me, and he never yeah. he never called me. And so he texted me, and he's like, "I apologize for not calling you. Like I said, I was I got caught up in doing stuff." So. 
normally the old me would have been like, oh, okay, it's fine. But the new me was like, I accept your apology, but I'm going to be doing that phone call today and not any time later than today. Here it is. And guess what he did? He called me. As he should. I'm just learning. It's like training a dog. Like, my thing is, all my friends, if a man's not willing to take me out on a date, he can't see me. He can't be with me. Because I require, I want to be out. I don't want to be in the house with you all day. I I got my own house. Like, I could be in all day. I don't want to be at your house all day. I'll come over here where I'm comfortable. Like, Right. My own shit. So I just feel like that whole oh pull up on me Netflix and chill, like yeah, it was it's cute. Okay. It had its moments, but yeah. I'm getting older. I want something else in my life and I'm not just gonna be your Netflix and chill girl or the girl that you call and I feel like I'm just more than that. Like I'm more than that. And also, I feel like men need to realize that going on a date doesn't mean that we're married. Like, it's literally just a date. And I feel like when we get older, a date is supposed to replace Netflix and chilling. Like, we're not in high school anymore. It's really just a date. Like, Yes, I agree. And I've gone on dates and never talked to them again. Like, yeah. Go on a date to see what this is. And there's been exactly. you know, a few guys that we went on a few dates and... I feel like as black women, we don't always date because they love to call us hoes and stuff when we do date or we do have a good time. Seriously, they love to call us hoes when we just, when we just, we're just being people. We get called hoes. So I'm like, shit, they're going to call me a hoe anyway. They're going to say things anyway. I know what I am. I know what I'm not. And I'm a date. If I want to date 20 niggas, I'm going to date 20 niggas. Like, I don't have to have sex with 20 niggas. If I want to have sex with 20 niggas, my choice, my body, my pussy, I ain't hurting nobody. I'm clean as a motherfucking whistle. Like, I'm putting as a motherfucking whistle, bitch. Post my text on my Instagram. I don't have nothing to hide, so I don't. I don't know. I guess that's how I look at it. Like, yeah, I'm I'm 22 years old, and I'm not looking to get married tomorrow. So I feel like me neither. No Like, if I don't date different people, like dating men from different cultures, dating men from different cities. I just moved here in August, and the men are completely different from the men in Texas. Yeah, so, yeah, I know, girl. I know you have a good time for them, ATL. <laughs> and you know what? Like, they're, I feel like people, which I'm not, I'm not speaking, I'm just speaking on my own experience. But I feel like I've had, I've gotten way more from Atlanta men than I've gotten from Texas men, whether it be dates, gifts, time and attention, and just like being out with them, them time. Mm-hmm. Because I, I force not like force it, but like that's my standard. I want right. to date. Like I want you to take me out. I want to yeah. get my makeup, get pretty, and I want to go out. I don't want to stay. Like I don't need to stay in the house. Yeah, I should be seen. I feel like people should see me. Right. Okay. Period. <laughs> in my situation, the guy that I'm talking to. He's not from Texas. Like, the last two guys I've talked to have not been from Texas. They've mm-hmm. all been from a different state. And I can't believe we're about to have to be flying back and forth. I can't do it again. I can't oh, do it again. Not to go see your man. I think that's exciting. I did it that one time, and he disappointed me so bad. He didn't get the hotel room. It was no flowers. It was no unicorns. It was no llamas. It was no bags. It was no hey, shoes. Michelle. No dinner. Hey, Michelle. It was a Honda <laughs> parking lot. I said, wow. And that's, that's when I was just like, I'm done. I can't do that no more. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. 
No, I hate when people like, oh, I'm gonna do this and do that, and then they don't do it. Yeah, this time with this guy, I've been more intentional about setting boundaries and setting my standards, and he's been falling in line a little bit slowly, but he's learning quickly. He's really quickly. I'm whipping into shape because I don't know. I don't know who these niggas be thinking they are, but I run this, okay? And I've also been learning to, um, with myself to stop being so okay with little letting small things slide. Because I was going to let the whole him not calling me slide. <laughs> but then I was like, wait, no, because you said you was going to do something and I'm going to need you to do it. And so yeah. that's, I was just like, I appreciate that, but I'm gonna expect that phone call and guess what he called me? Because don't fucking play with me because bitch, I'm the baddest motherfucking bitch like Trina said. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to agree. And I'll, just to piggyback off of that, like, I had a little thing going, and I do like him. I did like him, and I do like him. However, I feel like there's been some things lost in translation. Yeah. And on Valentine's Day, I feel like he didn't really apply that pressure that needed to be applied. Yeah. So I went out with somebody else. Like, I did. I went out with somebody else because we're yeah. not married. And I even told him, like, I'm single, so I'm married. Yeah. So I feel like I don't know if you if you weren't taking this seriously and if this isn't something you know that you're willing to put that effort in, I'm then you can go for real. <laughs> real. And I still got my little balloons and flowers. You know, I'm not doing no tripping. And I feel like that's really how I'm starting to look at these relationships. Like, if he's not willing to put that into me, why am I willing to put it into him? Yeah, all of and it's unfortunate that this is my first time. It's because me and this guy we haven't even been talking a month. It's literally been like. A week and a half, but he's still my man, my man, my man. I don't care. I'll be delusional about that. But I wasn't expecting any type of Valentine's Day message or anything because one, we do live in separate states. We're not gonna be able to see each other, and then it was fresh, like literally so fresh. I wasn't Mm -hmm. expecting him to tell me Happy Valentine's Day and all of this stuff, but he did, and that's funny because my past situations never told me happy Valentine's Day. And that's crazy. I don't even know this boy. And he's already showing me more attention and affection than what I've dealt with in the past. Yeah. It's just like, okay, I like you, but next time, Brie, make sure you get flowers delivered to my house. I don't care that we only been talking for three days. Period. I mean, well, y'all are cute. Y'all got y'all got y'all little mans. I'm over here lonely single. Um no, because when you had one, oh, it was, you was living it up. Baby, don't, don't, hey. You hey. was living it up. And I feel like, as she should, because my thing is, men are never scared to ask for some pussy or ask you to do this or do that right. for them. I'm not going to be scared to, like, I ain't going to be scared to ask you for no motherfucking flowers. And I don't think I should have to ask. No, right. Because you don't have to ask me for no, for no coochie. Like, you don't have to ask me for that. Like, yeah. You are gonna ask me, but you don't have to. Like, have to. yeah, you're gonna do that because that's what you want to do. So, yeah, I'm gonna ask you for some money because I have bills. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> because I have not in there yet. I might ask him like next week. Oh, I'm like, somebody stole my Mac powder, and I'm gonna need my Mac powder to be replaced. So he's gonna be listen, I feel like I and I told him straight up, like I'm asking you for some money. Like we're adults, you know what we're doing. Yeah, I have needs. I have standards that I I need met, and I feel like men, real men don't have a problem with it. It's the niggas that really don't have no money to give. Oh, they don't yeah. have no money for the 
they don't they're the ones with the problems because like the men with yeah they don't yeah, that's why they be hating on bad bitches who get tricked on you know they want to be tricked on by another man and that's what they call them big bro because they want to be tricked on by big bro but big they bro is tricking on his bitch and you wish you was that bitch and that's the motherfucking problem with these niggas they want to be tricked on so bad and I feel like you can't feel bad to ask him for something like you can't be all scared and I used to be scared that's why I'm saying you can't be scared because yeah. when I, like and then when I again when I started talking to like specific kinds of men I didn't have to ask like it was just it was just out there like it was given but I feel like I don't have a problem asking for anything because you're not going to have no problem asking me for some pussy, asking mm-hmm. me for some head, asking me to come over, asking me to do this, asking me to mm-hmm. I'm asking you for something. Which yeah. is crazy because I had a situation with a guy. So we know who, she knows who I'm talking about because we've been on and off since. Oh. Um, we've been on and off since high school. And one day he going to ask me for $20. So I said, I said, no, I'm not giving you $20 because you would never do the same for me. He said, you're lying because I would. So when I asked him for $20, you know what he said? No. And I he said, oh, fuck you. And I haven't talked to him since. Because stop playing with me. Okay. <laughs> because stop asking me, why are you even asking me for money? Are you Mr. Big You the one at the clubs all the time buying all the bitches shots. Where your money at? Why are you asking me for $20? And when I asked you for $20, is is you can't even do the return the favor, so that's why he's out of here. Period. Well, he might. I don't know. Yeah, I know that's my little sneaky one. Oh lord, here we go. We're not about to know. We're not about to do this this episode. <laughs> <laughs> now I've been on my best behavior. I have not been talking to him. I've been doing real good. It's been a couple of months, so I've been doing real good. Period. Okay. Keep it up. I know. I'm trying. It's hard. But oh, Ooh, I can't say too much because I don't want to get cut off. So, um, because I was about to say something, but I got to shut up because he might listen to this episode and I don't want to get cussed out. So I'm I'm dead. Not just for the get. Okay. Well, on that note, okay. Um, I had one last question. Okay. Get into the topics. So, Cinnamon, what do you want your listeners to gain from your artistry, like listening to your music? I think you touched on it a little bit. But, like, what do you want the girls and the guys and the gays to, like, gain from listening to your music? Um, I feel like I want them to, like I said earlier, I want them to understand me and get to see a different side of me. Because I definitely show my friends and, like, my people who I am. But I feel like Music is the way I really express myself. Yeah. Me and Selena have definitely talked about this. I'm not a big social media girl, but I know I'm going to have to be. But yeah. there's just still only like a, there's only so much I'm comfortable sharing online. Um, because I don't ever want to, you know, look back and get the ick or feel like I overshared. So my online per like my online personality is rather laid back than yeah. what than my music like. Which I'm working on that. I'm working on like the healthy medium. Yeah. Um, but I want people to listen to my music and feel like They've got a sense of, huh, yeah, I like that bitch. Like, I like what she's talking about. I like what she's there for. Like, yeah. I feel included in this. And that's that's really what I also want, like, inclusion. I don't want anybody to think that, like, you have to be a certain type of person to listen to me because you don't. Like, mm-hmm. I'm here for the girls, the guys, gays. I'm here for I'm here for everybody. Like, I'm here 
everyone can listen to it and you know understand me and as I get more comfortable I did de- I definitely am going to start you know making music that's a bit more personal but right now I feel like I'm having fun just creating and yeah. I also yeah. if I'm young like there's certain things I want to talk about as a as a young cinnamon that maybe 10 years down the line I won't be talking about yeah I'm like it might change and in like my experiences has changed and I was watching an interview with Drake like years ago and people were asking like we all know his album Take Care one of my favorite mm-hmm. albums ever um yeah. argu- arguably one of his best albums of all time I'm know. sorry I feel like <laughs> thank me thank me later is his okay. Yeah, that's like my that's top album. album. But yeah, um, I feel like he definitely, he definitely touches on how like as experience change, he doesn't create the same like as he goes through different things. Uh, when he wrote his Take Care album, I know he was like engaged. He went through a breakup. He was becoming rather new to fame and he was rising quickly. And yeah. you might not get that same feel from Drake who's been sitting in his glory and running shit for like hey. 10 years. Like her loss, and um, honestly, never mind. May not, it may not sound like take care, but guess what? It's not good yeah. he's not in that same place. And yeah, I want that to be. I want people to like see my growth with my production, with my voice, with my. Yeah. Um, I I want to incorporate more singing. I want to get into different genres of music, and there's just so much I want to do with this. Like, I never want to put myself in a box, and I also want people listening to feel like. They don't have to be a box and like mm-hmm. be in a box. Like I want people to feel like, yeah, like this made me feel good today. This made me feel like, oh, like this was good to listen to while I was working out. Or I just yeah. like, I like the bitch. Like I feel like she she talked that yeah. shit. She's confident. So I I'm okay with like whatever people take from it. Like yeah, as long as they're like understanding me, even if it's one percent understanding. But like you know, I just want people to feel me and feel what I'm where I'm coming from. And it may not be for everybody, but like. People also have to understand, like, I'm Houston, Texas. I'm from the north side of Houston. I've been through certain things other people have not been through. And I've seen things other people may not have. And I've lived certain ways other people may not have. So I also want that to be, like, what bridges the gap, that this is also yeah. an experience as well. Mm-hmm. But as long as you can, you know, if you can feel it, if you can rock to it, if you can, if it makes you feel good, that's enough for me. I'm not trying to be like, oh, I want to change people that would be great. Like if I could change one person's life or one person's perspective, or if I can make one person feel good, that's cool with me. But I'm also cool with people just liking music. I'm cool with people just vibing. I'm, I'm cool. So yeah. Just vibe. Like just vibe. Like really just vibe. Just vibe. So we're going to get into these topics real quick. Also, if you ever need me to freestyle, you know, Selena know I can freestyle a little bit because, you know, when I get drunk off that lick, I can freestyle. I think she got some videos on Yeah, you know, him Listen, Selena, I don't know if Selena acting like she didn't see that tweet, but I already told y'all what's up. We doing a 5500 remix and everybody already got a role. Everybody got a role assigned in my head because I know y'all niggas. Like, I know y'all. Like, I know I y'all. Know who everybody is. I, let me work on my skills. I might have to hit my cousin up there. Actually. Man, I'll put a. Everybody got to get their turn. Listen, I think it's four things on that song. Yeah, everybody. No for everybody. <laughs> Selena, you better get to um, practice. I told her, y'all bitches better get to practice this. Selena, big kids, we're all them bitches. Jay, Jay. I, I don't know. I can be like, 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 I
hood star beanies on my head. I'm the baddest. Hey. Okay. <laughs> also, make sure y'all shop hood star for real. Like, my girl really been working. Okay. She really been working. And I, I even told somebody, like, this is my little fashion girl. Like, and we fucking with it. We fucking with it. So make sure y'all go cop the Hoodie Star Beanie. Go cop the Hoodie Star Beanie and 4514 on for sure. So mm-hmm. I'm cinnamon, but I'm not cinnamon the spikes. Uh, okay. <laughs> you can. Uh, my social media platforms, they're all the same. They're real cinnamon, but we're going S I N N I M O N. Yeah. So let's get into this first topic. So this first topic was brought to my attention by, you know, she was on TikTok. You know how she do. She was on TikTok. Mm-hmm. She sent me. She sent me a TikTok DM, and it was like, "Black women are least likely to get married," and so we wanted to speak on why people think that we're the least we're least likely to get. Yeah, because like, okay, in the video, she was basically saying like, "Oh, like the reason why white women are like always getting married." I guess it was like, okay, this like group of white girls they graduated. And, like, I guess they all graduated engaged. And she was saying, how come black women aren't like that? And she was like, oh, because basically we don't want to submit to a man. We be wanting to do whole shit. First of all, you know? who wants to be fresh out of college engaged any damn ways? Um, That's the problem there. Well, <laughs> what else did they say besides calling us hoes and saying we can't submit? That's literally it. Like, she was just saying that we don't want to, like, we want to be doing our own thing. Like, we basically want to be hoes and tricks and thoughts and, like, you know. Wow. And that white, women don't, white women don't do that. White women don't do that. That's why they get Yes, they do. Especially on college um, campuses. Can I just say that, um, and this is just, it's sad that we even have to say this, but a lot of white women settle. Too. Yeah. And a lot of these girls, they in person. Like a lot of, and honestly, we went to tech. We know, like a lot of those yeah. girls, they do with the same. Oh, y'all went to tech. I went to LSU. It is white <laughs> city down there. Girls, hoes. I don't care what nobody say. All them bitches is hoes. They all hoes, and I seen it first. They got a motherfucking um tennis court hoe. Yeah, and I think that uh, at tech for sure, a lot of girls they have been together for years. Like they already. They already knew they were going to get me. And that's just the thing. That's something that they're like, I even had girls that I just didn't barely knew, but just knew in passing. Like, yeah, because we're, we're going to get engaged like after college, like we're doing this after college. And I feel like as where black women are today, which we're leading in business, we're leading on social media. We're yeah. Leading, we're leading yeah. influence, period. I'm not talking about influencers online. Like, yeah, influence. All, everything like people do comes from us. Yeah. Exactly. Been this long, been getting my lashes this long, yeah. this long, and I feel like it's always been ghetto, this, that, oh my god, la la la, like, why can't you do the more natural thing, but mm-hmm. like, like, bad baby, and that's how I feel about, like, the OnlyFans shit and the whole shit, because Iggy, 
just got on OnlyFans and she's already number one. And I don't, I don't, I personally haven't seen anybody calling her a hoe. And maybe they have, but Black China is a hoe. And I'm like, they're doing the same shit. It doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying. They just be hating. Everybody busting it open on camera. That's the same shit. I don't give a fuck what race you are. I don't care about none of that. And I feel like Black men, they have a lot to do with it too because Black women don't have our back how we have theirs. And that's why I feel like Mm. just being real like they don't have our back how we have theirs and we'll, we'll, we'll see him through the finish line bitch we'll believe in them we'll believe in their dreams we'll put money in their dreams and as soon as they get on they do like they're like okay so I want somebody more desirable now or I want somebody with a more foreign look or I want somebody that looks this way or looks that way so I feel like it has it's way more than just black women like this goes all the way back to slavery and like it does in so a like, cult, like that stuff is just like pure ignorance because it's like it really goes back to like white supremacy and like systemic racism like if you really think about like i don't like how they try to put the blame on like black women when like it's not our fault it's not our fault we didn't ask to be we didn't ask to be those bitches we just are those bitches like like we've always been hated on we were hated on when we were chained up we were we were hated on then like women getting sexually assaulted against their will yeah, the oppressor and people are like, oh, she likes it. Or, oh, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's a hoe. Right. Like, I'm forced into this. I don't have no say. Like, if I don't do it, yeah. I'm going to get killed. Right. They I'm always... going to live. Like, I want to live to see this through. And that was, <laughs> like... You know, that that reminds me of yeah. the 12 Years a Slave. And I think mm. that's the one with Lupita, right? I think so, yeah. And that white man kept raping her and the wife was being a well, she was being weird about it, and you know, she yeah, was away towards Lupita. But it's like she had no real, no real choice. And she great, and you mad at her when you need to be mad at your husband, your husband, because he's doing this like he has all the saying he's doing this, and, and I feel like that's no different than what we experienced. The striking part about that movie is the wife got mad, and she, I guess, ordered for Lupita to be beat. And I mean, she had Lupita beat so bad by the husband. And you can mm-hmm. tell that he did not want to be her like that, but to remain in his, you know, like his dominance, to keep his dominance mm-hmm. and make sure that his wife is not looking at him like he's a loser because he's weak in the knees for this black slave. He, mm-hmm. beat, her, he beat her so viciously. Yeah. And it was just crazy. And I'm like, you, you love this woman and you, <laughs> right. But you know, <laughs> back in those times, you can't be like, oh, I'm in love with, it's late, but no, I just it's like, yeah, Mike was such a hater towards her. And even like in the beginning part, when she noticed her husband like looking at Lupita, she like grabbed like a plate or a cup and she like smashed Lupita in the back of her head. It was craziness. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not okay. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not a big. I'm not really into the slave movies. Me either. I know Me for cultural like, reasons and historical reasons, like yes, we should watch them, but I don't like I avoid them at all costs. Yeah, well, especially in today's day, I haven't yeah. watched no slave movie like that. Um, uh, my cousin like put on uh Django, and I was like, listen, if they get beat and stuff, I can't watch this. Like I'm telling you now, I don't want to yeah. see the traumatic. I'm not into the trauma movies. I'm not into the you know the Fruitvale Station getting killed by the police. I'm just not into that. I don't want to see no black trauma. Like I want yeah. to see our lives, being happy. You know we've had enough of the trauma, and I really hate that trauma is a market. Like black trauma is a market that like does really well. I fucking hate that. Right. Like, 
story. I think that's why with the podcast, we try not to talk about those certain topics because sometimes yeah. it does get a little redundant and I don't like the slave movies. It's overwhelming. Yeah. I, I just I had a I think that's like the last slave movie I watched. No. Yeah, the last one I watched was with Janelle Monet where they had her thinking she was a slave. Like they had her thinking she's like back in the slave times but she's actually in our time. Did y'all see that movie? No. no. Uh, I read a book about like similar um, basically, she's in regular time, like she's in the present. But uh, I'm gonna find her because it's such a good book, and I know her name, and I don't want to say it wrong, so I want to make sure she actually has a movie. They remade one of her stories and put it on Netflix. But she's a black woman. Uh, I believe her husband's either light skinned or white. I don't know. I did it for school, but I remember that, like you know, she had to go back into slavery and help. But she's a black woman, yeah. so she can't. They're, you know, they believe she's a slave. They think she's a slave. They're trying to catch her. And it's like, I belong here. And it was just like such a really good read. Um, yeah. she got to see like that firsthand. Like she helped, uh, the little white kid, but then, you know, she helped him in, in our time, in her reality. But then as soon as it's slavery, it's like inward this, inward hard ER this, hard ER that. And I was just like, I feel like that's also where a lot of our problems come when it comes to like black people and, and why? Because there's so much to unpack there. And yeah. just like, going back to why black women don't get married. Do we want to? Like, let's just be for real. Uh, because um, I even know. Well, the Asian pool got pee in it. So I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, do we want to get married? Like, I've seen so many women, like, um, go through the trenches of the money. Our generation is more willing to be like, not ready to get me right now. I feel like back then, women depended on men way more. Mm-hmm. And that's why our grandmas was they didn't have baby counts. They couldn't get baby counts like the same. Yeah. So they had to depend on men. These days, we don't have to depend on men. So marriage is <laughs> an option for us. And black women today, we don't settle and we know our options. And I'm not going to lie, but us. the little uncolored people, women... They settle because they got to depend. Like, they go to college to find a husband. They don't even do nothing with that degree. They don't go into no type of field. They're going to find a husband. Like, that's literally. What what find mean. a husband. That's what them hoes go to school for. No and we're literally going there to make money, to make a living because we have to. We're not. Th- th- and that's the thing. White people. Privilege. It's just privilege. Like, they don't have. They can go to college and just find a husband. We have right. to go to college and, like, actually try to sustain our lives like we're there to actually learn like and i'm not saying that for all like palm colored people i'm just saying like (laughs) the ones she was talking about in her from our especially from like our perspective because i know for a fact from tech them bitches go to school to find a husband and they gonna be with them after the fact they take graduation pictures with them it don't matter i know a girl and i ain't gonna put her on blast and i don't want her to think i'm but it's the truth her man wants to stay in the specific city she don't want to fucking be there. She wants to see the world, like, but she's going to stay with that man. Like, she's going to stay with him. She's going to fall into his life. And I just feel like, black women, we're not doing that. We don't, right. I'm not going to say we don't want to be led, but like, we're the leaders. Like, that's why I said it goes back to influence too. Like, we know, we're slowly but surely learning our powers. Just, all this mm. with us. It's just crazy because those palm colored people, <laughs> they settle and they will settle even all the way up to like middle, like all the way back to Middle school, Girl, elementary. Them. 
So literally <laughs> that same person and then they you know end, end, girl. Right. They, they end up they be end up forty five, divorced and single. And that's the thing. They, the same, they get the same treatment that we do, especially from black yeah. men. Um, exactly. I know we've we've seen like especially like Latinas talk about black men and no offense to her but since Santana she said it's public it's public everybody can find it she made yeah. a comment years ago a very ignorant comment which she apologized for but whatever I feel like if you say something like that even if it was years ago you really believed it like for you to go yeah. on a platform and say it in front of millions you believed that yeah so I'm not gonna you know not like spare her but I'm not gonna spare her because she did say it. But she yeah. had, like black men cater more to Latina women, and I feel like that's not true. Like I don't think that's true. Nobody. They don't cater to anyone. They don't cater to anyone first of all, and then they know <laughs> who treated like doodle behind closed doors. No. <laughs> you know who she's been with, and you know she came out and said she was she was abused i don't know what happened exactly but she came yeah. out with her own stories about her own black man that she was with who she was saying and claiming catered to her so i'm like well, well if he catered to you why did he treat you like she like they're trying to act like getting a black man is some type of reward or constellation and try to be <laughs> i don't know it's just and like, they do treat them differently than they treat black women i don't know if it's good or bad but i know that they treat them differently i know that um a lot of the times they could get certain type of women to follow their lead and like go into the dumb shit that they are getting into that black women are not willing to endure and I'm proud of us for that like we don't have to endure cheating and beatings and all of this you don't have to right what did Gary Hilson say every woman got a breaking point and we do and I feel like as black women we're slowly but surely learning our breaking point that we don't have to tolerate nothing less than what we do I feel like we've seen like the men in our lot, like the, you know, father figures, uncles, grandfathers. We've seen, like, you know, even if they did try their best, but we've seen how they treated, like, the women in their lives. And, like, we're not, well, we're not trying to do that. Like, we don't want that for ourselves. And we shouldn't. No woman should. Right. It's a different time. People, black people yeah. are worried about getting on there. We chasing a bag. Period. As we should. We ain't chasing our dreams because yeah. when you're 40 years old and all you got is like, which for some people that's a lot, but when all you have is your husband and your kids and you look back and you didn't really follow your dreams, your aspirations, I don't want to turn 45 and I realize I didn't accomplish nothing that exactly. I wanted. I just don't want that for myself. So yeah. I got to build that right now. So then in the future, I can enjoy my family and enjoy that, enjoy that life. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm willing to like, sacrifice. Wouldn't it be better for you to like follow your dreams and then once you get to the point where you want to get in life, you meet somebody that's equal equally yoked as you and then like you will actually have a long lasting like marriage than like getting divorced when you turn forty, you know? I yeah. agree. And then get in with somebody who is not on your level and then you continue to rise and you know, you continue to go and what you wanna do is leave that nigga. Like that's all that's gonna happen because y'all are not equally yoked. Yeah. I just hate black women like really have this like mindset and rhetoric that the reason why like that it's our fault that we're not getting married and mind you the lady that said it was not married and she was old I'm just saying she was old and not married so it's like okay you're saying that then like why don't you have a ring like you're judging but where's your ring right <laughs> like, 
And everything <laughs> is not about a ring. Everybody does not want to get married. Honestly, That's for a long time, I did not want children. I really just started wanting children, like, literally last year. Yeah. I'm not ready for them. Even though I want them, I know they're, like, that's on the other side of what I have to do. Because yeah. I know when I'm ready to live that life. I want to live that life yeah. the way I live. The crazy part. My kids while I go to work, and I don't want to do that. Like, I yeah. know when I have my kids, I want to be there full on. For my, yeah, period. So if that means, like, they got to, that has to be on hold, that marriage and all that has to be on hold until I do what I got to do, then so be it. And I'm at peace with yeah. that. Me I want to know other way. I'm going to struggle with a bunch of babies looking at me. How you right. Want to and you know what's crazy? <laughs> <laughs> I recently had a guy, he asked me if I had kids and if I wanted kids. And I said, no, and no, I don't want kids. And then he's like, so you never want kids? And I said, I said, right now in this moment in my life, I do not want a child. Yeah. That is just going to hold me back. And no offense to anybody who has kids, because I think it's a beautiful thing. But yeah. you know, my history with the whole kid thing and just knowing my future ish kind of the kids yeah. is not on my it's not on my mind right now and it's weird seeing men want kids i don't know because i'm so used to them being so like i want no kids and yeah they starting to ask me about having kids i'm like oh my god a lot of times <laughs> men don't want kids but they want to control you and they know that the way to do that is yeah. if y'all have kids together but that's a story for another day y'all gonna have to invite me back for the oh, uh, all right, so let's get in to this next topic. Because speaking of men, mm-hmm. a little bit tea. Because yeah. I don't know, we I'm gonna see what y'all say. Is it is it weird or not weird to tell your man your friend's business? Y'all know how like y'all caking on the phone, and then yo <laughs> your friend is going through something, so you say something to your man. You like my friend is going through, which I've never done because I don't I don't know. I don't tell my man what my friends got going on. I don't know. Like, it's funny. Like, if we being like, we all, if like my friend is in a room with us, yeah. I like having that kind of banter. Okay. But like, real serious stuff, I'm not going to share with my man. Mm, I don't talk to my man about my friends. So I don't know. I feel like it just depends on like the type of relationship you have with that man. Like, I feel like if it's your like best friend, I don't know, I just feel like it's not that bad. Like, I feel like a lot of women, or at least, I mean, my mom, she used to talk shit. <laughs> my mom used to talk about her friends to my dad, and I feel like it's just gossip. Like, I don't know. I feel like a man is not going to go, I feel like a man is not going to go back and, like, Well, unless you had one like I did, but, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> mm. I think that you shouldn't say everything but I don't feel like it's such a bad thing like I don't know I don't know what, what do y'all think I don't know <laughs> um, I okay like I said I refrain from telling my man my friend's business because just for the simple fact I like to keep it between me and my friends and I don't want to make like if it you know if my friend and my man did get in some sort of beef they throw it back and yeah. face or my friend's face, you know, it's just certain things you don't. I don't know, you don't share. Which yeah. is, like, don't be telling your man that your friend pussy stank, and then and then he, he they start arguing, and then he say, "Bitch, that's why you pussy." Then your friend like, "Did you tell him?" And then now nah, you in it, and then it's just like I rather just keep it separate. Like, I'm just- 
Um, personally, I feel like oh, I'm not telling my man shit. Like, I'm taking. Hey, let me tell you something. You yeah. know, birds of a feather. Yeah, we flock together because me and all my friends, we are kind of alike. We might not all be alike, but we, yeah, we, well, as long as we not the blind leading the blind. No, we're we're equally yoked. So I feel like personally, I don't really tell my man my friends' business. I just a joke. I'm like, I was talking to my friend. That bitch is so funny. Like she don't like. This yeah, yeah, like something like, small like that or like my business. I'll be a part of the whole activity, so I ain't gonna tell on myself. No, yeah, you don't. Let you don't say, tell, tell him. Oh, my friend cheat on her man because he yeah. gonna like, cheat on me, and the answer is yes. But <laughs> no, I don't know that. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I yeah, feel like I don't. He's not my husband, so yeah, exactly. I'm so your dad, but they were also like married. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I feel like it's that's for like husband things. Like y'all gotta be really like solid, locked in, right? Who can't be telling your friend motherfucking business? Like, yeah, like okay. Remember Selena when you was with your man, and then my man wasn't picking up the phone, and you called your man, and you told him that my man was being weird, like that. Because I don't mind that type of stuff. Like it's like funny Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I don't care because it was like funny to us because he yeah up that damn phone. That was that was funny. (laughs) Bro, tell your man your friend like bad business like and you yeah, know like but it also depends on what kind of friendship you have with your friends too and your men yeah where i'm at right now i'm just not telling my man my friend's personal business like, yeah like Mm-mm. i'm just not telling him that but like stuff with my friends yeah he can know that but i feel like it still has to be like some secrecy amongst us girls so yeah like, girl code like that, i don't know but i also <laughs> never had um like never had a man Ask me about my friends for me to tell anything about me my either. friends, and yeah. they respected that boundary. Like you yeah. know, I've even seen it like like when I'm on the phone with a guy, and then he'll hear a friend. He won't. He's not even gonna ask who that is. He, you know, because he's worried about me. But mm-hmm. in my old situation, like my old 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 y'all know who you are know who I'm talking about. He is messy because he mm-hmm. asked me about my friends. He want to know what we doing, where we going, who we with. Just being doing weird stuff like that because he's yeah. a female of a man. So I think I also say that like you're like, and this goes back to like, um, your man is not friends with your friends, and you not friends with his friends. Right? Exactly. You, you'll go to bat for your like. You'll tell your man, uh, your friend this is blah blah blah, and go and do all that, and. They friends, they don't say nothing. Right. They'll be all in your face and they know your man is cheating. Like they know what your man is doing. Exactly. And back to you. So That's I feel like I don't. we don't owe them that because friends, relationship, whatever, we don't owe them that because your man friend yeah. is like, hey, now it is some, it is some who will, but from my experience, all my man, all my man friends, they kept it in the tuck, even when they were trying to fuck with me or do whatever. Exactly. They're not telling nobody, like they not, they not doing that. They only do that when it's like, but bitch, you ain't, you ain't gonna fuck with me, but fucking Darnell cheating on you, bitch. Like, I feel like that's the only time it really comes out. I do. I feel like that's the only time it comes out. Like, yeah, like telling your friend's business for what? Because guess what? When that nigga take your heart, motherfucking stomp the yard on that hoe and send you back uh, yeah. to the show, you gonna go to your friends and you don't want to ruin that relationship with your friends. And I feel like it just exactly. goes exactly. I don't. Where is their relationships? Mm-hmm. Keep them separate because when you go through shit. Your man will pick you up, sure, but your friends are always gonna pick you up every time. Even when you got your friends, go and beat that nigga up with you. Like 
Period. You gotta respect your relationship with them as well. You can't be out there telling their business because when you fucking need them or when that you call your friend crying, you already know like the type of friends you have and what and what they're willing to do for you and like that they don't want to see you hurt and niggas will hurt you and nothing fuck. So yeah, friendship and relationship, you gotta separate that. Yeah. But it was like, like, you know, like, live funny stuff in a moment. I don't mind. Like, listen, I don't mind. but don't be telling him nothing about nothing of that's real. Don't want to fucking tell him that I got into it with that nigga and he fucking, and I took my wig off and I hit him with it. Don't right. want to fucking tell him that shit. Don't right. tell him, don't tell him that shit. Don't tell him I took the wig off to that fucking windshield. You better know fucking bitch. So, I have a question. You remember a couple of years ago when we was on, you got in that Twitter beef with um <laughs> our friends, man. Oh, yeah. Situation. I don't need it to get like, that doesn't need to happen ever because it's just going to be like, then I feel like that just strains both sides because you can wait. Like, you know what I mean? I feel like that situation was, child, I don't even want to speak on that because I don't, because <laughs> she's still with that man and you know what? Well, no, for real. She's still with him, so we won't even speak about no. it. She's still with him. You said the magic word. She's exactly. still with him. I, I was oh. let me not say nothing, okay? Because I love my niece, okay? That's all I got to say. All I got to say is I love my niece. But in that, in that moment, moment, I know you yeah. upset. Yeah, and I, I think, think that that that's the core of why you can't tell your man your friends. Oh, okay, I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, okay. you know, he, okay. he did. No, but in that situation, I don't think that. I think he just saw it. I don't think, or actually, I don't know. I I really don't remember what happened in that situation, but and yeah, it's because I'm the one he should have jumped on. And he jumped on you. Don't tell your friends business. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, just don't tell your friends. Don't like, your just don't do it. Over there eating do, carne do not tell your man that your friends say her coochie be itching. Don't, right. do don't tell him that no. shit. Don't they start him. beefing. That's the first thing he gonna want to say because you know men. Like, are the why are you itchy pussy like, ass? I'll be like, bitch, your pussy, your pussy be itching. It's like, why are you telling? Like, why are you telling him? Like, is he a doctor? Like, is he gonna help? Like, is he gonna prescribe medication? Because, like, why are you telling? Like, I feel like that's weird and haterish. Like, snitching. niggas be out here snitching. I'm that's telling you, you telling. Don't do that. You don't tell. As, as, as soon as you, <laughs> man, that nigga gonna be a bitch. He gonna take it to the internet. No, for real. So, yeah. itchy ass pussy exactly exactly yeah. and nobody wants to be embarrassed like that cause like uh uh-uh. mm-hmm. and I also just don't want my friends and my man to beef because I don't want to be in the middle but I always I don't know cause like if you love someone like you in love with somebody then your friends start beefing and then like what if you have to pick sides and stuff I can't do that type of drama I feel like that's kind of what happened with me and like um, what's the, what do we used to call him? Ooh. Squire, Squire. Oh. Wait, am I? Ah, but I do feel like in that situation, even though like that was supposed to be her friend and she was supposed to be my friend, I feel like I would tell her something. She'd go back and tell him, or like 
I would tell him something and she would go back and tell her and like it would just always be like a issue in like both of our like relationships and I feel like if y'all just shut up and keep y'all's mouth to yourselves it would never be a problem but people don't I'll leave that part in because I said what I said because I never got my lick back for her calling oh. the blind lean the blind. Okay. Talking I ain't shit. saying shit because bitches love to motherfucking try to call the police on me. You know, that happened multiple times. <laughs> Not even her. No, no, that's happened multiple times to me. So I ain't saying, hey. Hey. My my mouth is closed. My lips are zipped. Okay, I don't got nothing to but say about. I'm not beef with nobody. Please, right? That's okay. all I have to say. That, I don't know what that girl is doing these days. For real, can't, can't I know what she be doing. I'm threatening somebody. Oh. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God forgive me. I'm glad they can't see that. <laughs> but um yeah so <laughs> Lord, it's just crazy it's just crazy <laughs> moral of the story keep your mouth keep your um don't talk about your friends to your man if it's your husband okay i yeah you, you know have a little vet session but like any nigga, don't do it because it's gonna. It might blow up in your face, so just don't do it. It really will. I don't tell my. Mm. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One thing about some girls, they'll tell all their friends' business to their man, like just thinking they can talk like that to them, and they nigga is a snitch. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> and some niggas will even be messy to go back and tell because you know I had the same situation with your friend. Remember when he was in her phone and then I clocked him and then he went back and told her and then it was just a whole situation in live time? Girl, I don't need none of that. That was, that was pissing me off real bad. That was, and that's why I got called the blind. So, I was 18. I could be blind at 18. The fuck? Fuck you, out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I got a little heated because it just brought back that trouble. That's bad boy. He kept doing stuff over. It was like back to back with him. Ooh. Yeah. Thank God we out of that. It was back to back too. And that was like the middle of the pandemic. That was crazy. All right. So for our last topic, I want to talk about hating ass hosts in the workplace. Because um, mm-hmm. I think we've all experienced that, and I've literally just experienced it, and that's why I don't teach no more. And now that I don't teach no more, I can speak on this because fuck them um two teachers who be hating on me. Period. I'm young and I look good, and them hoes is old and they look nasty. I'm just kidding, though. Um, they actually are really pretty women, but y'all need to keep y'all mouths shut and keep my name. What up. is like, the issue with like older women hating on like? younger women that don't care about the job because like why would we care about it it's just we just here to make money like they be it's like i feel like they be mad that they like give so many years to a company that does nothing for them and then like we come in and we don't care we're just trying to make a money to go buy right over outfit y'all trying to bag that they tried to stop my bag because i was on the phone minding my business yeah, well, I'm breaking the law. What law am I breaking by being on my phone in a school building? Like, so can I just say I got in tr- not in trouble, but a little TikTok that I made 
Um, which I I don't have no let me tell you something about me, I don't have no shame. If I say it, I said it. Yeah. Who who want a problem? Like who wanna do something? Who wants right. to check who wants to check the issue? Because it doesn't even have to be this big gigantic thing. But if you feel offended by something I say, we can talk about it. It's not a problem. Mm-hmm. Um I, I said what I said. So I made a video basically saying like nine to five, they're just not fulfilling for me. They're not yeah. For me, I go, I get my money, I'm ready to go home. I'm not giving 25 plus years. I'm not dedicating that part of myself. Yeah. Um, and I feel like the problem with older women and younger women in the young in the workplace, excuse me, is that these women they they feel like it's their company. They do. They feel yeah. like it's their company. They built it off their backs. They've been here. They know what they're doing. And young ass bitch, you're not gonna come in here and disrupt. And that's really what I think it is. I feel like it's more uh, um they're intimidated by. Yeah. One being young in their mind, and then they feel like, oh, you're young and you don't know shit. And uh, for me, I went through all the stops. Um, and I even had people like saying, like, well, I just, I personally wouldn't do that because you don't want to make enemies and blah, blah, blah. I don't care about making enemies to the end of the day. The only person I don't want to make enemy of is God. Like, exactly. like he's the only person I can stay on his good side. You but can find another it, job. That's how I feel. That, you know, threatens me and my morals and my moral compass. I'm not. I'm not willing to negotiate that with no company when, again, when I start fucking up, y'all gonna look for any reason to fire me. And yeah. um, there's some women in the workplace that they took this video to HR in hopes of getting, of getting me fired, which didn't work. Um, I left my job when I was ready. Uh, I actually left my job this past Monday. Um, mm-hmm. And they're still, pay- they're still paying me. Like, I'm gonna call it what it is. They're still paying me um, for my work. And I'm not even there. Just off the simple fact that they're wrong and like that, and like you can't accept the pickle juice. You can't let those women intimidate you and bully you. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like their bills are going to be paid. Exactly. Like, they're going to keep coming in. They're going to, they're going to be 25 more years. They're going to, there are some of these women, they, this is their life. This yeah. This ain't because they ain't got nothing to do at home. And <laughs> I just don't even want to say just that. Excuse me. I don't even want to say just that. But they give so many years and they do take the job seriously. And I feel like just with this younger generation, we're not willing to put up with some of the things that they like. They call it paying dues. But I know that everybody does have to pay dues, of course. But I just feel like for some of the things that corporate jobs or just any nine to five wants you to do. I'm just personally not willing to put in that time and put in that energy. Yeah. And my thing was, it was honestly just them hating on me. I felt like I, I made it known that I I ain't gonna be here for a long time. I'm in and out. And it's like that. Exactly what I was saying because I did do the the lit teaching thing and I had, uh, I had, um, these teachers in particular, they were, okay, I don't wanna say too much because they weren't here. Anywho, I don't wanna beef in the streets, but I just felt like they didn't like me because I was young and I knew that teaching is not my, this is not in game for me and it will never be in game for me because I'm sorry, teaching is a very beautiful job, but it is very hard work and I don't think no real human being should be doing all that. For yeah, it's a lot. And so when I said that I was leaving, they thought I was playing games. I'm mm-hmm. leaving and I got the hell out of there as quick as I could. And as soon as them bitches, whoever snitched on me, and had that lady put me into her office for the second time to tell me some nonsense. I was like, I gotta get out of here because y'all are running your mouths too much and I don't like that. Like, I hate that. And you trying to stop my bag and trying to get me in trouble. I'm a grown woman. I shouldn't be called to nobody's office. Like, I'm a child. 
Yeah. They want to chastise you because you're young. Because one thing I noticed, and I pay attention to it all, they were definitely talking to each other differently than what I noticed. They were speaking to me. Yeah. Um, I'm a smart girl. You don't have to dumb it down. Um, And I already went in. I got a degree. I'm getting another one. I'm on my shit. You can't mold me. I, and that's another thing. Go, like, a lot of times you come into a job, they want to mold you. They want to do this. They want to do that. You can't mold me, bitch. I'm, I'm molded. You can't, you can't influence me or sway me. So they trying to let girl you. For real. So you can say fuck up shit to me and you think it's law. No, I'm going to go to HR on your motherfucking ass every single time. And I even told her, we can do this every day. I don't, I don't get tired on my Kevin Gates. I don't, we can do this every day. We can do this every week. It don't make me no different because every time you cross that line that I've set, I'm going to go to HR. And they, and then it's just going to be back and forth paperwork. Because one thing about me, y'all fired me. I need my unemployment. Period. Right. Period. It's going to be record that y'all are fucking with me for months now. <laughs> no. It ain't going to be no he say, she say. I'm taking that shit straight to HR. Yeah, she yeah. said this, this, and that. Yeah, they fucking with me. Y'all feel bullied. Y'all feel harassed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because the things that I went through at that job like and I feel like it's sad because I feel like I can't I don't even know how I can like really get like what is it called restitution or whatever like <laughs> and that's another thing they'll leave you on your ass with no money um, and no no other plan because they feel like just like we brought you in we can get you the fuck up out of here and that's how I really feel that's why I don't think Anybody should just be committed to a corporate job because they're gonna let you down. No, because like oh, the don't. job, like I used to give like hours into it. Like I would stay late. I was I was like really on my shit. Like I was doing my job. I was like, I really know. Doing- every time I would call you, you would be like, I'm at work. I'm like, damn, I, it's six yeah. <laughs> like I because like the way it worked, like they just threw me into it. Like I had to just learn everything on my own, which I did because I mean the job is not hard. That's why I didn't put so much like. I didn't care about it so much because it's not that hard. Like, maybe it's hard for the older women there, but me, a young bug like me, it was not hard for me. Like, I'm just... <laughs> it's a lot of work, but it's like hard. You, not you a spring chicken. I say, like, yeah, no, I got it pretty easy. It's your young and turn. That's... <laughs> But, like, they would pick at me, like, they'd be like, oh, you're on your AirPods, do you even want to be here? Like, just, like, crazy things. Like, oh they would God. like, they be oh, hating on the little AirPod, don't they? Yeah. But it's crazy because, like, you know, I don't really want to get into the race thing, but when the palm color girl started working there, uh, she used to be on her, her AirPods all day. Like, or she, like, the things that they would get on to me about, they wouldn't say a thing to her about. And, like, it got to the point where they try to, they cut my hours in half. And they didn't cut nobody else's hours in half. And when I asked them why they did it, they couldn't give me an answer. So, what did I do? I quit. And, like, I don't know. I just feel like I just went through so much at that job. Like, just, like, really, like, weird shit. Like, discrimination, sexism, harassment. And I don't know how to get my restitution because I feel like I need my restitution. I feel like I need to get paid. Uh, Whatchamacallit lawyer? Uh, um, what's they calling people? I don't want to pay for a lawyer. <laughs> they were oh. just taking out your settlement check. Okay. You can also contact the EEOC. Um, yeah. Like, the whole thing is, I feel like once you try to get me fired, like, I feel like I'm just such that bitch that once, it ta- once people got to click up on me, I feel good, like I feel great because I feel like, oh yeah, y'all can't handle, y'all can't take me one on one. Like that's what it is. 
they like it was a gang up like they ganged up on me and like it was like crazy. Crazy. out of nowhere out of nowhere too i got out of there before they started doing that to me because i could already see it forming and i was like yeah. i gotta go i can't do it so as soon as my <laughs> i just be so confused because like why right. like i mean minding my business <laughs> That's why I gave them one week's notice that I was not coming back. Yeah. And everybody was so shocked. Oh, my God, congratulations. Because, you know, I got a whole different job. They're like, congratulations on your new job. Where are you going? They keep asking you, your business, where are you going? What you feel about it? Like, girl, mind your business. Mind your So they had to drop an anonymous tip. That's what I'm saying. Right. Call your employer and. Talk shit about you and uh, make your uh, your new job a living hell. <laughs> and that is because I ain't say bye to nobody when I left. I just left. I said, here are your keys. I'm gone. Bye. And, you know, I've I been feeling bad for them, though, because I'm like, damn, like, they've dedicated so much time. Like, they, I'm not going to say they can't follow their dreams, but damn, they've dedicated so much time. They so brainwashed this company and this corporation. Yeah. Really. One thing, when I really saw that shit was during the pandemic. And that was when I was fucking poor damn near. Like, my job. I needed that money. So, when it was the pandemic, and I get it. Like, that was out of everyone's control. But I got let go. I got laid off. And they didn't lay everybody. Like, they didn't certain people. But I was one of the people that got laid off. And that just showed me right there that you're just so easily replaceable. Failed a drug. They got rid of me. And it didn't matter that, like, I was walking to work in the cold. It didn't matter that I was taking Uber store. Right. None of that mattered to them. What mattered was, okay, that's not company policy. You can't work here. So yeah. I, just, I just vowed from there. I would never just give these companies all of me. Like, I'm not, no. to, like, yeah. let, I'm not willing to let them, like, degrade me and berate me. I'm just not. Yeah. I'm never going to get along with those types of people who ever embarrassment for a company. They will take the, they'll take the, um, the motherfucking pickle juice, like, I'm not yeah. for no job. A little, I care if you give me a little fucking uh, company mug. Like, I don't care. Like, that doesn't do nothing for me. Yeah. And I feel like these, like, women that have been there for, like, not even just women, just, like, their employees that have been there for, like, okay, 16 years. Da, da, da. Like you said, like, they feel like they built the company up. And I'm like, but we have the same job description. Like, right. we make we the, the same amount. <laughs> You level just like me, and you've been here for sixteen years. That's the problem with that. And then, like, there was they like, just mad that they really have to start at seven twenty-five, and we just come in at fifteen or twenty. And that was another thing because I came into it with a degree, and I knew what I wanted to make for my lifestyle. Exactly. So I feel like demanding that respect comes with it because they don't want you to demand that respect. They don't want you to be like you're not going to speak to me this way, or we're going to have an appropriate conversation. Yeah, they're so used to. Picking and bullying and nitpicking. They're so used to that. And a lot of these women and just people in general, they are fucking miserable. Like they yeah. hate their jobs. I I don't meet people who are just like, Yes, I love my job. Yeah. Because they, they have to, but they don't like it all the time. Exactly. So what are they gonna do? Misery loves <laughs> they want you to be just as miserable as them. So y'all can have somebody to talk uh they can have something to talk about. Y'all could be friends, but that's not how I make friends. And that's not exactly my business. I didn't want to go to their fucking kids' birthday party. I didn't care. I didn't want to go to the company parties. Uh I didn't want to after work lunch. Parties. Not necessarily my type of people that I want to hang out with after I don't even talk to y'all while I'm here. Right. Also when you don't submit to the to the mold, like hell yeah, they gotta get 
rid of you. Yeah, they have to. And you know, it's funny because, like, my boss, like, because, like, when I first started, I was just there, like, making my money. Like, I wasn't really talking to nobody. I was just, you know, doing what I have to do. And he called me into his office. He was like, you're not enthusiastic enough. Like, I want you to have passion about this because, like, this is my baby. Like, this is my bread and butter. And I'm like, I don't like, give a it's fuck your this. Bread and butter. This is your baby. <laughs> this is your baby, your business. Like, you can make way more money off this shit than I do. Yeah. And I feel like if you want me to act a certain way, pay me. Pay me for what I'm worth. Yeah. yeah. You definitely don't want to do that. He never want to pay you what you earn. All right. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. So now we're going to get into Dear New Aura, where we, where you guys submit your questions and we give you the best advice to our abilities. Please, we are not therapists and we are not psychologists. So whatever you choose to do, you made that decision. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't beef with us. Okay. So the first question is, for two years, I wanted to apply to this school. I have really gotten used to the idea of possibly going there. Recently, the school um, just applied this new quota that would have, that would make it harder for me to get in. So in a spontaneous way, I applied to another school that I also like, but I haven't grown the same attachment to as the first school. I thought I was okay with this decision, but when someone congratulates me for deciding to go there, I always end up crying. How do I deal with this? Okay. Let me tell you a story. Back in my day in high school, um, my senior year, I was going through a lot. I had lost my grandmother. I have completely forgot to apply for any schools. And my dream school was LSU, which the only school I applied to. I was like, oh my God, LSU, this is gonna be the best school. And I wish I would have applied to my second school, but I never finished, which was actually tech, and I never finished that. You should have. I never finished that application to tech. <laughs> I never finished that application. So I was like, oh my God, I got into my dream school. Well, that dream school turned out to be a nightmare because I really didn't see a lot of kids on campus that looked like me it, it what LSU is not a super diverse mm-hmm. it may look like it on social media but once you get there yeah it's not super diverse so it was really like I was like you know you heard me talk about wanting to transfer so yeah. times but they gave me a good list scholarships so I stayed but so I think that you should really just stay positive about the school that you know, it might not be your dream school, but you never know because my dream school turned out to be the worst nightmare of my life. Yeah. And I feel like you can also transfer like I did. Like I went to my first school was Texas State. And like, although it was it was a good school, but it was just like not for me. Like it was just a lot of things like it was real. Even though tech is a party school, that school was like party like. All they do is party. They don't care about school. 
they be on some thought, thoughting things, like, and it just wasn't my vibe, wasn't my type of people. And I transferred. I didn't. I never had a dream school, so I just applied to anywhere. Whoever accepted me, that's where I went. So, I'm <laughs> yeah. so it's really funny that you say that because I also transferred to Texas Tech. My first school, it just wasn't for me. I wanted something yeah. more bigger, and it's so funny because I wanted to go to Sam Houston State University. Um, yeah, looking back, I'm glad I didn't. But yeah, it's just I missed being at home, but home mm-hmm. being Houston. So I wanted to like. Go back and forth, kind of. I wanted to go from Sam uh, to Houston, and then I knew people that was going to Sam, and Sam just seemed so fun. Yeah. And I got to school, but I missed the deadline to do my housing information. And at the time, I didn't know much about off-campus apartments. And then they were saying, well, if you're a transfer student, you have to stay on campus for a year. Yeah. So um, it was already April, and I had no school to go to, technically. And I wasn't going back and forth from Sam to my mom's house. I wasn't doing that. Mm-hmm. I ended up literally like spur of the moment I'll never forget I ended up looking at schools that were still open for registration that I could potentially get into for the fall and tech was one of those schools and I also looked at the you know the retention rate and I looked at several things and I was like well this wouldn't be so bad and tech is huge and yeah. though Sam was my first choice when I got into tech I was like well shit if I don't like tech I can, apply. I can keep transferring until I find somewhere that I love right. yeah and- Tech, I'm not gonna lie, I love the school, but it was very difficult for me to like make friends and find my people. Um, mm. but keeping that open mindedness, just continuing to put myself out there, like I did find my group and I ended up really enjoying my time at tech, and tech changed my life. So I it feel did. like, uh, and it did, like tech is yeah. really, uh, where, I, where I am, and that's no cap, like, yeah, for a lot of things. I found myself at tech, mm. um, mm. so I feel like. Yes, you may have your your eyes set on a different school. I don't know if this person is religious or not, but God or whoever you believe in, whoever you pray to, might want you to be, might want you to go on a different path. Like right. this, might, your dream school might not be where you need to be right now. Yeah, your dream because when I went to Tech, I was like, hell no, I'm not going to Sam. Like, no offense to Sam, but Tech was like updated and it, Tech had like a lot well, of new. Tech is an amazing school. I don't care what nobody says. Amazing school. Texas Tech is an amazing school. Right. It's an amazing school because my crush went there. And okay. I gave it a chance. And it was the best thing for me. So I feel like. I love Tech. Yeah, okay. like, apply to some different places. Like yeah. opening sites. Because at the end of the day, it is just a school. But then it's also yeah. for three, four, five, six. Four years. Yeah. And I feel like if it's not going, I feel like everything that's for you goes super easy. Exactly. It's still gonna be some challenges. Don't get me wrong, but when I moved from Texas to Atlanta, it wasn't that hard. Like, yeah, it was difficult. Don't get me wrong, but everything flowed, and I was able to get where I was supposed to be because it's where I'm supposed to be. Exactly. So I feel like if it's not going your way, as easy as you would like, it's probably because that's not where you're supposed to be right yeah. now. So I like that too. Like you could be getting yourself set up for a whole different thing. So I would just mm-hmm. say, open minded. Yeah. If it ain't working out, baby, try something else. Like, exactly. hey, try, try again, baby. Try, try again. Keep trying. If you go to another school you don't like it, you can get the fuck and go somewhere else. People do it all the time. Right. <laughs> I know niggas that went to four five schools. Still ain't great. Right. So Still it's crazy. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. You might have a whole different path. Your life might be about to take a whole different turn, and that school might not be where it's going to turn it. 
you might lo- end up loving this school. So I just feel like keep an open mind. If you don't like it, you can always transfer. It's not really a big deal. Plus, transferring to other schools is easier than yeah. like you know. So yeah, <laughs> I say apply everywhere. Apply everywhere till you feel right. and and you know really spend that time with yourself and weigh out those pros and cons. Um, and just make sure that you're happy. And if you're not happy, yeah. you leave. leave. They don't want you against your will there. Trust me. Yeah. You can definitely leave. You only got to be there for one semester. You can, okay. <laughs> you don't got to be there. Yeah. Don't be like me. I, it was my dream school in LSU. It's cool, but it just wasn't what I was looking <laughs> for. And maybe because I did not get the original college experience the first year, because I didn't live. If you would have came to Tech, you would have had a lot of more, you would have had way more fun. I was going too much and it was too late. And LSU had chosen me. And I was like, my dream school got me. So I'm going to LSU. There's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with that. It's nothing wrong with going to a dream school as well. But I just feel like yeah. uh, it's not going, it's not panning out that way for you. Look at it as like maybe you gotta go a different route. Maybe it's it's a different route coming that you weren't gonna take. So we gotta kind of force you to go this way because you wasn't gonna naturally take it. So right. we gotta we gotta put those obstacles up so you can get where you need to be. So I I went to when I went to Texas State like I was not in a good place like I don't know if it was just like me being a freshman like me being like homesick but I don't know like that I just was not in a good place so like I had to transfer like I couldn't stay there for another semester or so well no it's gonna happen but when I went to Tech like wait did I, you stay I don't remember did you stay at Texas State for that one semester no I stayed there for a year. Oh. I was as a sophomore, so, but I was, when I transferred to Tech, like, I just knew it was a good decision, because, like, those next three years were some good years, I'm not gonna lie, like, I had a and lot they of- They were, and that's why I'm just, like, yeah. I never thought about going to Texas Tech, but, again, changed my life, like, it changed my yeah. life. I didn't even know what Texas Tech really was, so I started, like, looking and researching, I was like, man, people love this motherfucking school. I see why. I see why. And I, I enjoy myself. Like, and I would have never, my, like, I would have never went to Texas Tech had I missed the deadline. Yeah. And I didn't miss the deadline because I was careless or nothing. I missed the deadline because when I fucking talked to the registrar, she said, okay, you got to um, sign up for where you're going to stay by April 1st. But because I was technically a sophomore, I would have technically been a sophomore when I transferred. It was March 1st. So I was yeah. right out first and they had nowhere for me to stay. And sometimes life just has a way of doing that to you. And it was like, I'm not going to go there and have nowhere to stay. Shit, what's next? Exactly. So maybe like you not, you know, meeting the quota, whatever. Maybe that's, maybe there's a reason yeah. for that. Maybe that's a sign. Maybe that's a blessing in disguise. Like, uh, so yeah, you, girl. Yeah. So uh, our last question before we close out this episode is, me and my best friend got into a huge argument because I don't agree with some of her life choices. <clears throat> it's been three months since we last spoke and I miss her. Should I reach out to her? We argued about her fake behavior and how she's constantly talking about people she doesn't like, but constantly around them. <laughs> I'm sorry, girl. You don't even need to be her friend. So that's all I got to say about that no you don't need to be her friend and I feel like if it was different circumstances because I've definitely had had breaks with my friends and we yeah. really, I feel like if had it been different circumstances absolutely like you never yeah. know 
she can miss you too. Like, even if you reach out, she's like, girl, I ain't trying to, at least you know you did your part. But I feel like the circumstances, because bitch, if she talk about her other friends, she talk about you. Sorry. Right. Sorry. She talk yeah. about you. Now, mm-hmm. there are these life choices. That's oh. what I want to know. People talk to their friends about their other friends. There's no harm in that. But if yeah. she's talking down like dirty roach bitch, like I don't know, I don't want to be friends with nobody like that because she's untrustworthy and she talks about right. you, baby. Like, she talks about you. Yeah. So <laughs> I that's how I feel about it. I don't. Even, I think you could be cordial and be like, hey. Oh. Um, also, be a blessing in disguise because she's right. talking about you. She's talking about you right now. And but also, also, I feel like. Well, if you really miss her so much, I feel like y'all can have a conversation. But if she's not trying to change, you know, if she's not trying to be receptive to what you're saying, then like, just like, you know, don't be friends. I don't know. I don't see the, you don't want to be, you don't want to have somebody like that in your life. That's what I'm saying. So, but like, if you want to talk to her, you can, because I, I understand what it's like to miss to miss your friend like your best friend so like and if she's she's never talked about you but i mean like she could though that's the thing like there's a potential that she could be talking shit about you because she knew circumstances like yeah talk shit i feel like life choices again that's her life but when you put the oh she talks about her other friends real bad too yeah she talks about you like she does and it's the fact that they argued about her fake behavior yeah, and it's yeah. Like, you think she fake, and you think she fake. Y'all shouldn't be friends. Like, yeah, it was something different. I feel like y'all could work that out. But when it comes to like, she talks down on people. She's definitely yeah, on you like definitely. Oh, she be talking yeah. down on them, but she constantly <laughs> around them. That is that's, just- that's, that's why do you talk about somebody and then like you're still buddy buddy with that person <laughs> that you just talked about? Like, yeah, if, I, if I was insane, I would have thought somebody from high school wrote this. <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie, we all be fake. I'm not even gonna act like it's some bitches I don't really like care for people in the end, like people that yeah. you know, I don't really care for, but I have to be around them. So it's like no beef. But I feel like if she's talking down on people like like beef, like okay, I have a problem with them and then she's in their face. Cause some people shit, I'm not gonna lie, bitch, we all had roommates. I did not really care. I it wasn't too many roommates that I liked, and I did talk about them hoes, but I had to live with them. We had to learn how to be cordial. Exactly. Exactly. Like, if it was different circumstances, sure. Or if she's like, "Oh, this is a bitch I got beef with." Like, when we see this bitch is up, and then she's like, "Hey, girl," like you probably shouldn't be friends. With no, her. that's weird. That's op behavior. Yeah. You don't need I that. Just, I've learned sometimes it depends on how they talk. Like, if it's like venting, okay. But if it's like, "Oh, I hate this bitch. This dirty bitch. I want to kill her." Now you be. <laughs> <laughs> she called you a dirty bitch too. Right. Like, I can understand venting. And even with venting, I don't even do as much as I used to do. I don't get too personal. I ain't calling my friends yeah. this and that. And now, bitch and hoe and stuff, that's just how I talk. But as far as like going so far to tell somebody's business and like throw them right, in, no. you yeah. can have a problem with your friends and vent, or you cannot. It's things like I've had friends in the past. I don't really agree with their decisions, but that's their decision. And I have spoken to my friends about it. Like, am I wrong for feeling this way, feeling that way? It's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But when you're talking down on somebody, which we know what talking down is. Exactly. That's the problem. Like, that's the problem. Yeah. 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 So. Um, yeah. I don't know. Anything else to <clears throat> episode that we need to share? Can we talk about sex next time? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. He ain't saying. He's a good little. <laughs> no, that's an important topic. That's an important topic. Um, well, in order to talk about it, I got to have some. And I haven't had okay. you in a while, so... I'll get, some for, I'll get some for you and bring it to the bring it to the next episode. <laughs> oh, no. I'll get some I'll get some for us and then bring it to the next episode so we can talk about it. <laughs> We're gonna talk about that. Okay. I might have to um, go take this little quick trip for that boot and then I'll um yeah. Oh he in the he in the he in Yeah. Yeah, that's a four minute that's four hours. That's five hours. I would have been down there. I would have Random. I know, but I've already done that for. I've already done that for one of them. I don't know if I could do. It. I think I want him to come up here because I already went down there. I'm but not the ready. best part of going down there is like you get to leave versus like having to get him to leave or like okay, well you going back? See, I want to go down there, do my little thing, see my sights, right. and then I want to go back home. Yeah, we gonna see. I don't know. He might not even be in the picture for too much longer because he's working on my nerves. I'm gonna have to cut that part out. And I don't talk to men, so. Boy, I think Sonic coins knocked out of me. You hear me? Right. Okay, I'm focused on my business. High score. <laughs> we know. <laughs> she took that ring off, and she focused. Wait, hold on. Ring. <laughs> ring? Who? Oh, uh, we know who had the ring up here because it wasn't me. Ring? Uh, I didn't take it off. I'm like, Candy, who said that? Take that out. Take that part out. But, yeah. Um, I don't have nothing else to say. Just shop the beanies. Shop the uh, come they drop on Wednesday. Please support me because I don't want to go back to this nine to five. So can y'all please support me? Like, please do. Like, <laughs> four five fourteen or forty five fourteen, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to go back to the nine to five lifestyle either. Exactly. Okay. We're on our grind. Like, uh, I am right. not an entrepreneur, but um, support this podcast because I'm trying to make it out the suburbs. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you again for having me. I really appreciated like this, and this was just this such a great episode. episode. This, this is a nice long episode. Great episode. I'm so right. excited. Yeah. Come back and just to like listen to it because I just I love I would love to hear this like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Thank you guys for listening. This is New Aura. See you next time. Bye. 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 If you want to hear more from New Aura, follow us on Instagram at The New Aura Podcast. Or if you have a question for us, email us at asknewaura at gmail.com.